Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, increasingly, if you look up at the night sky, what you're seeing isn't a star, but something man-made. Since 2019, the amount of satellites orbiting our world has increased fourfold, and in the coming years, up to 400,000 of them could be in orbit. So how will this affect light pollution and does it make the work of astronomers, for instance, more difficult? Antonio Martin Carrillo from TCD was part of the team that developed Ireland's first satellite, AirSat-1. Antonio, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are so, you doing? Uh, so, when, if you're in the process of building a satellite, is there a procedure by which you apply for permission to put that into orbit? And, and what is that procedure? Um, it's a very long procedure. Yes, there is. Uh, first, uh, there has to be a legislation in, within your country to, to, to be able to launch a satellite. Not a, you know, if you have an idea and you want to put it out there, um, there's certain steps to, to follow. Um, so that would be uh, you would have to initiate conversations uh, with your um, with the authorities within your country, and then, uh, for example, in our case, when we are building uh, Earthsat One at UCD, we approach uh, our government and we checked uh, Ireland had never put uh, or has never put a satellite into space, and therefore we needed to uh, we never had that legislation. So the um, our government passed the legislation earlier uh, last summer in 2022. And then later in October, the government signed an, an agreement with the European Space Agency, which is the final over, oversight here in, in Europe, and is the one that is providing our launcher uh, to go to, to space, um, saying, you know, that we are, we are, uh, that we're building a satellite that isn't, is not going to harm anyone, that it's uh, for scientific purposes, etc., etc. So there are certain steps and, and, and rules that you have to follow. Right, so then the, the position of the satellite of AirSat-1 in the sky, will that be, does it have to be over Ireland or could it be anywhere? No, no, no. The, the satellite will have its, its own orbit and uh, the orbit of, uh, in this case, it would be about 90 minutes or so. And Earth is rotating, well, one, one, or one full revolution in 24 hours. So the satellite is not going to be constantly over, over Ireland. There are satellites, we call them geostationary, that would be always above one single point, and they will be rotating around Earth at the same rate as Earth, as Earth is, is orb- it's rotating around its own axis. But in, a, in the case of, uh, of Earthsat, no, uh, our, our orbit is different. So not necessarily. You need to have, um, essentially, it's, it's an oversight to, to make sure that, well, you're not going you know, to do any harm and that you're doing things uh, that are well tested. So mm. when we are launching a satellite, we have to pass certain level of tests to make sure that the satellite is not going to just explode or, or anything. <laughs> and, and, and so how do you go about ensuring, though, that where you plan to put AirSat, it won't collide with any other satellites? Is there some sort of international map that you can refer to? Well, for the orbit, the, the main thing, for example, that we need to to look is is how many years it's going to be like depending on t- we we think of uh, of space as completely empty of you know completely vacuum but uh, there's still a little bit of drag atmospheric drag so depending on what orbit are you you would have a little bit more a little bit less and that will define especially for a small satellite like Earthsat it will define how many years you're going to be in orbit and a small change of 20 kilometers in height it can mean that you you double almost the life expectancy of the of the satellite in orbit. 
So, um, so when you define your your orbit and the altitude that you you can is depends on your budget and depends on on what you need. If you need a long term monitoring of whatever you want to do, well, you need to define a higher higher altitude. And then, of course, there is a, a big oversight, and you don't do it by yourself. There is a big, in this case, um, uh, the European Space Agency. And and there's uh, that will tell you you know that orbit is is feasible or that orbit is is there are orbits that are too crowded that are very crowded mm. but essentially you're not the one there uh, saying oh you know taking care of all these little little things yeah so if I'm understanding you correctly essentially if you're if you're launching an American satellite that the American government gives uh, approval for that. If it's a Chinese satellite, the Chinese give uh, approval for that. But there isn't one international body that regulates all of this. Well, uh, I think um, I, I, I'm not 100% okay. I, mean, I think the European, uh, the United Nations will have some kind of like over big, big oversight. But for example, when Elon Musk and it, uh, his like SpaceX Starlink uh, satellites, you know, when he wants to launch that, he looks up for approval on the U.S. Federal Com- uh, Communications Commission. So that's the U.S. is who is approving Elon Musk and its own uh, satellites to, to launch. But in terms of regulation, uh, probably the, there is a, an international regulation on how things should be done. Uh, and that probably goes all the way up to the, uh, the, the U.N. But yes, you're right at saying that each country... And thinking of, of Ireland being part, for example, of the European Union and the European Union being, being one country uh, has its own rules and, and its own steps and procedures. Yeah. So and at the moment, we've are a bit over 8000 satellites in the sky. SpaceX alone plans to launch 44000 satellites. How will yep. that how will that affect the night sky, particularly for astronomers? Well, it's 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 difficult enough already. So over the last few years, we have seen a huge increase. The space sector and, and launching satellites. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good things that we can do with that. A lot of uh, science and a lot of uh, um, a lot of resources that we can provide or tools that we can provide to to to, to people in general. Uh, just by by having satellites over there. So, for example, Starlink is trying to create a network for remote areas that cannot have internet, a good internet or reliable internet uh, through the normal means. So, space does provide a lot of of these things. And I think because of that, we have exponentially increased the number of satellites. Um, And now, if you go into a dark sky, for example, in May or Kerry, you will see that constantly you see this, this points passing over your head constantly and those are the satellites so they are bright enough that you can speak them with your eye and you can see them traveling through through the sky so the, that's already with 8000 they're very very noticeable imagine if we have if we multiply by 5 effectively and the number of satellites is constantly you're going to see a train of objects moving in the night sky we're going to still be able to see the the stars if we go to a a dark, sky, a dark sky. I mean, cities are getting um, brighter and brighter, so it's becoming a little more more difficult. But if you manage to go to a dark area, you're going to be able to see the stars. But at the same time, you're going to see this trend of objects moving constantly, uh, which affects a little bit the the wow effect that the, a night, a good night, starry sky has. And for astronomers, it means that we have to create well. 
a new way of working. When we take an image, uh, if there's a satellite passing by, it can completely destroy our observation. And there's actually a new telescope being built and, and soon to be uh, used for astronomy purposes to discover new stars or new objects that change their brightness. We call them transients. And this telescope is going to be scanning the whole sky. It's going to be pro uh, creating something like uh, 10 terabytes of data per night. And if we have 30,000, 40,000 satellites over there, this, this telescope is going to be observing them, which is not what we want. We want to study the stars. We want mm. to study what's happening beyond Earth. Uh, so we're going to have to create algorithms. We're going to have to create innovative ways of, of getting rid of, of this satellite. And it's going to be more and more difficult. Yeah. Antonio Martin Carrillo is Assistant Professor in the School of Physics at UCD. Antonio, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.